Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. You know how important I think it is to take a break once in a while, so I am taking my own advice. I am on a break between season three and season four, which will start back in January, but I didn't want to leave you without mindset support for the month of December. So I want you to enjoy some of the most popular podcasts from this season, and I hope they will help you to continue to work on your mindset skills throughout the holidays. I look forward to being back with all new episodes in January. Okay, this week is a topic on energy, and it is such because it is actually the entire theme for the month of August for the Q membership. So you are getting a little bit of the cliff notes, but you're also getting a glimpse into what we do in the membership. So, um, okay, energy. Let's talk about energy. So energy for some people is very like, what, what are you talking about? Is this woo woo? You know, whatever, whatever. But we've all felt it. You can call it like your energy, your vibe, your whatever, but we felt it and we walked into certain trial environments, you know, where you're like, that place doesn't feel great or that feels really serious or angry or a lot of people seem frustrated or very happy or um, I heard somebody say the other day that the biggest compliment she got as a judge is that that the trial had the energy of like everybody being happy and just wanting to cue and have a good time, right? So some trials are like that and some trials aren't, but like you get it. You you can recognize it. If you were in corporate, you've walked into that conference room, you know, that just had like a, um, a bad juju to it or whatever, okay? So we know what it is. When it comes to us as handlers, we have to be really aware of what energy we're showing up with for ourselves, for like the trial and the community that we're a part of, but also for our dogs. And yes, stress goes up and down the leash, but so does energy, right? So we can get really pushed around by energy. It's kind of what I like to say in that like we can get taken away by it. We can get influenced by it. You know, if you're in a group of a bunch of negative people, how quickly do you start telling, oh yeah, that happened to me once and that was really terrible. And you start buying into it or our dog gets really amped up in the ring and then we get really amped up because we're like, stop doing that. Drives me crazy when you do that. And now we're both like really amped up and not really such a positive way. So energy is really, really important. And energy um, is also known as like frequency or like you can call it your vibe or, you know, you can just be like, well, we're not really in the same place. We're not really, you know, in the same headspace. We're not like that. Those are all sort of energetic words to me, different ways to kind of call out the fact that you are or are not in alignment with someone else or maybe with the situation or the trial or the event or what have you. And so energy has 
a frequent, well, everything has a frequency, but energy has a frequency, right? The fact that things are solid, it's they're solid because they have a, fr a frequency, right? This microphone, whatever, has a frequency to it that keeps it, the molecules all together and dancing in the right frequency, right? And so, so does our energy, everything. So we want to try to get more of a handle on that. Because we can recall, for sure, we can recall times where everything just felt so great and we were so in tune with our dogs and we were just like we were dancing out there and it was beautiful and it was effortless and it was amazing and oh my God, that was the best run I've ever had, right? We have those memories and those memories come along with feelings and energy and like they're strong memories because they're they're kind of in our cells. They're not just like this happened, then this happened, then this happened. No, they, they have this like emotion and, and feeling and energy to them. And so we know that and we want to be able to get that more consistently with our dogs. And we want to be the good teammate that knows how to do that. So very quickly, because this isn't the membership and we do this in more in depth, but very quickly, um, the first step is, of course, to get aware with what is the energy we're showing up with. You know, are you frustrated? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you like a super high energy or super low energy? Are you like, you know, kind of tired? You're kind of hungry. You're kind of angry, you know? Like, what is it? How are you showing up? And this could be showing up to a class. This could be showing up to a trial. This could be showing up to like your life, you know, like how you feel at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. Like it just, it, is everywhere. And so we want to make sure that we are understanding or being aware of how we're showing up and what kind of vibe we're giving, you know, to ourselves and the people around us and they're in our dogs. And the other thing we want to do is be aware of like, what is our dog showing up as? Like, are they happy, sad, mad, you know, great, it's another day or like same day, different stuff, you know, I mean, like, where are they? Are they excited to work? Are they bored out of their gourd? Like what's going on with them as well? And I like to, you know, in order for us to, I don't know, put words around this, because energy is kind of one of those squishy things that, you know, we know it when we feel it, or we know it when we see it, or but it's really hard to put like, I don't know, like quantify in a sense. So sometimes I like to use like, like a cheat sheet or something like maybe you make up a numeric or maybe you take out of like book page out of bullet journaling where they use like smiley faces or stuff for like mood trackers. And maybe you do something like that. And you just like note that like, you know what, I'm a happy and I've got a lot of energy. So I'm a smiley face nine today, you know, or maybe I'm super frustrated and also very hangry and I'm an angry face too today, you know, or something like that. Like, I don't know, maybe you put names to it. Maybe you're like hangry Julie today versus, you know, frustrated Fiona. Like, I don't know. You can, you can make up names, you can make up scores, happy faces, numbers, whatever. But the reason this matters is because we have to develop some awareness about it in order to know who do we want to be? Like, what is our desired good energy state, right? Because that's the second part of it. Like, great, we've developed awareness about it. I'm like, you know, frustrated Fiona today. Like, but how do I get to like happy Julie, you know, or, you know, confident Katie, you know, or whatever. Like, how do I get to where I want to be? And so we need, you need to develop a kind of personal vocabulary for yourself. Like, again, do whatever, numbers, smiley faces, whatever, um, but do something because what you need to do is the second step, which is realize how you want to show up. Like what is the version of you that, that 
how do you want to show up? How do you want to show up for you, for your dog? You know, what is the right amount of energy? Do you need a lot of energy because your dog is a lot of energy? Or do you need to be calm because your dog is always super up? And you need to figure out what kind of energy matches that you need to come up with, right? Like I've talked about one of the ways that I express in energy is intensity. And Moxie, my middle child, hates when I am, you know, intense nine kind of a thing. And I'm very happy at like an eight or a nine from intensity for a competition. I love doing that. She does not like me at that. <laughs> so she wants me lower. Well, I have to know what she wants what versus what I want and how we kind of come to maybe it's a compromise or maybe I just move toward her and what she likes to do. She likes a more relaxed, fun, like carefree atmosphere. I'm never going to be carefree. (laughs) It's not in my DNA to be carefree. There's no aspect in my life probably where I'm truly carefree. Um, But I can definitely know that, develop awareness around that and try to move more in that direction, realizing that she needs that from me. That in order for me to be the supportive handler that she needs me to be, I need to chill out, (laughs) right? And I need to be a lot more toward carefree than I am toward intense. Okay. So then that becomes a goal and we can get to those goals through visualization, through just acknowledging that, through just being intentional and, and making sure that we are thinking about our energy. I mean, just the act of thinking about your energy and your dog's energy for like two or three minutes in the morning or figuring out like how you need to come together is going to have an immense impact on your day. The third thing we need to do is figure out how we reset because, you know, sometimes, I don't know about you, but things don't always go according to plan. And so maybe we have a bad run in the morning and we need to reset for another dog or we need to reset for the next day or the same dog has another run or something. And we need to like get back to ourselves. I reset a lot through music. It's part of my rituals. Some people might go for a walk. You might go in your car and just like have a moment to yourself. You might um, redo your rituals for the day. Take yourself for a walk without your dogs. Just kind of brainstorming here. But like you want to know how you can get back to that really good energy area. And you also need to learn how to reset your dog's energy so that they can get back to a more productive state, right? Maybe they need to go in the car for an hour and just chill and just be left alone and just really sleep. Maybe they need to go for a walk. You know, maybe they need to play tug or play fetch or something to get some energy out. So once you have, once you have awareness about what, how you're showing up, you have a goal of how you want to show up and how you need, need your dog to show up and how that relationship works and your energy together works. You also need to know then this third thing of like how to reset. Okay. And how to get back to a place where you both can be your productive, good teammate self. Okay. So a couple more tips right after this. Okay. I have a quick question for you. Have you ever thought about coaching? Because one-on-one coaching lets us dive into your specific challenges and create tailored solutions. Because at the end of the day, no one has your exact challenges. And we all know that everyone has different goals. So through coaching, you'll get that breakthrough faster, basically. And I know it's true because I see it in my clients week after week. So if you're ready to take your mental game to the next level, let's chat. Okay, back to the show.
So this is something I mentioned in a podcast at the beginning of this year, and I have really shifted how I set process goals. I still set the normal process goals of like, you know, pick them up on the figure eight, make sure I make eye contact coming out of the tunnel or whatever. Um, and that's all part of my rituals, you know, part of the last things I do. Um, but I might now have a, either a mantra or a process goal or both of being having an energetic goal. And having an energetic goal could be have fun, or it could be run light, or, you know, run like practice, you know, because those those are more like, those evoke more energetic um, feelings in me, I guess, than, um, than anything, right? I mean, they really are like, well, how do I want the run to feel? You know, with Indy, I used to, um, you may have heard me on a different podcast talk about, we used to talk about Sasha Fierce, right? Which is Beyonce's alter ego. And um, I used to have like, we did this whole Sasha Fierce thing. And I would like, oh, you're Sasha Fierce, Indy, you can run, you know, fierce, you're fierce. And she'd get barking and we'd get playing and we just, we would build this and enter our energy and our intensity before walking into the agility ring or any ring actually, where I needed her to have more confidence and I wanted her to feel fierce, right? I wanted to sort of embody that fierce energy. And so you may have something like that, or maybe you're trying to embody calm energy or relaxed energy or, you know, some different kind of energy. You need to make that part of your ritual or part of what you're doing before you walk into the ring and have a goal of like how you want that to feel. Because for me, success became like if we walked out of the ring and you're like, was that successful? Whether you cued or didn't cue didn't matter. But was that successful? I was like, yeah, that was both of that was us running how I know we can run. That was us being a team, how I know we can gel as a team and come together as a team and to be in flow and to really do what we know how to do. So having energetic goals then becomes really important and also really empowering because you know how, you know, you want everything to go, you know, and, and like you can cue I mean, we've all, we've queued and had terrible runs, but we made it. Or we've had great runs and not queued, right? But, but behind both of those are those feelings of like, ah, oh, it felt like a mess or it felt like a dream. And so some of this energy stuff is tapping into um, those feelings, but also we're doing it with consciously. So we're choosing how we want to feel. We're not just like hoping it works out. We're choosing how it's going to work out. So visualizing becomes really powerful of this. And you can do some what I call backwards visualizing where you look through your phone and pick out a memory and you think about how great the day was and you go through the whole day. You know, maybe it's a picture of a ribbon and maybe it's a picture of just a, you know, a green ribbon or that like you barely, you know, you didn't win, get you didn't place or anything, you just qualified, but it was like the best or the most memorable. You probably have a lot of feeling adjectives or behind it, right? Of how it felt. You can really describe that day. And the reason I say it's backwards visualizing is because that's all visualizing is, is thinking about how you want to feel. So if you did feel like that, you know, you can do it again. And so visualizing forward is just really making new memories that haven't happened yet. And science tells us that that is actually true, that really good visualization, our minds don't know the difference between a memory and, and a visualization. All right. So think about that when you're thinking about 
your energy and what you want to show up with at the ring or at a trial or that you, you know, who you want to be, the kind of handler you want to be for your dogs, the kind of, you know, support you want to give to your dogs, the kind of meaning you want to bring or the kind of fun you want to have. You know, when you, when it's all said and done, what kind of day do you want to have, right? So think about how you can incorporate these energetic goals into your rituals or into your mantras and remind yourself of them just as you would remind yourself to, you know, focus or to be connected or what have you. Now, the last thing I'm going to say about all of this is that this is all going to take practice, right? I want you, like if you're on your way to a trial and you're running tomorrow morning, great, do it, try it, get it in there. But know that you're going to need practice and you're going to need some curiosity because you might think that like, oh, I want to feel really fierce and, and whatever. And so you up your intensity and you listen to an intense song to get you in sort of that like mindset. And your dog is like, whoa, no, no, don't know who this is. You can just put her back in the box where she came from. I don't know why you thought this is a good idea today, but no, intense Julie can just stay home right? I mean, that's how Moxie feels about like my Sasha Fierce intenseness, right? She's like, not for me. No, put that back in the box on the shelf. Don't do it. Like not interested in that, right? And she wants a much more casual, like la da da, doesn't matter. Whatever you do in there is fine. You know, she'd be great with a participation trophy. You know, I mean, like that's kind of what she wants, right? So you're going to have to experiment with this. You're going to get it wrong, you know? Um, and you're going to try again. Uh, a, a client of mine was telling a story that she wants her dog to go faster in agility. And we know, we agree that it's, you know, this dog is going to get faster once she gets more confident. And so she was though experimenting with sort of a new way of running, running faster and just going and just being like, yeah, you can do it. Let's go. And the dog was like, whoa, I don't know what this is or who gave you this idea, but this is not how I want to play this game. And it really backfired on them. And so good for her for trying, good for her for being curious, good for her for being aware of like how it all worked or didn't work or what worked of it and didn't work. And now she's going to try something again. So this is going to take practice. Setting these energetic goals are going to take practice. But once you start putting energy at the forefront, you'll also realize you can practice in your home on a random Tuesday morning, when you're walking the dogs in the morning, when you're getting up and getting everybody breakfast. Like what is the energy? Is it chaotic? Do you want the energy to be chaotic for breakfast in the morning. I personally cannot stand starting my day like that. So I like to calm energy. Like I don't like mealtime to be frenetic. It drives me crazy. So it's calm. And I work on the calmness. I work on it being a non-event. You know, some people are like, you want to go for a walk? You want to go for a walk? You want to get a ride? You want to go for a car? Nope. Can't stand that energy either. I'm just like, this is business. This is how we do. This is how we roll. Everybody calmly go from the door to the car, like without you know, chaos, please. So we're deciding our energy and what we want in all these tiny little ways all the time, right? We're teaching our dogs constantly of how we want to interact, of what we want to do. You know, our puppies, when they come home, they they get a sense of the environment, of the energy of the environment. They kind of like mold into it and try to fit in or or maybe they try to like, you know, you know, push their independence or what or what have you. So there's all these little ways that we're always working on our energy constantly 
constantly, constantly, constantly. So what I'm saying is if you want a different energy or you want to practice these other energy states, do that. Do it you know, on a random Wednesday night watching TV or whatever, or when the next time you, you know, grab a cheese stick and work your dog for five minutes in the yard, that's a great time to just practice. Like, how do you want to show up? Because it is going to be a little bit of an experimentation, lots of curiosity. What happens if I show up like this for my dog? What happens if I show up like that? What happens if I'm up? What happens if I'm down? What happens if I'm a happy nine, you know, and my dog is like a grumpy three, you know, how does it work out? And so that's kind of your mission this week is to really pay attention to energy. And of course, if you want more on this topic, we are breaking this uh, this topic apart into four different lessons this month in the membership. It's what we do. So um, head over there and give it a try. Um, but regardless, like just really think about your energy and also think about your energy just being a part of our community. You know, when we show up to a trial, are we happy and helpful or, you know, holding doors for people or are we you know, grumpy and swearing and wondering why we have to bring in so much shit for a trial day or whatever. Um, Do we really need four fans? Like, is it, you know, all of that? Like, just who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Who do you wish you were and start showing up as that person? And it will have such an awesome impact on your day and, you know, your perception of how the day goes. All right. So that's my homework for you this week. And no matter what you're doing this week with your dogs, I hope you have a fantastic time. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.